It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. Of course, as always, you will get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, the number to call 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can listen to the show. BlogTalkRadio.com slash pecan. You can also Listen to this great show on Stitcher, on at GoForItGant.com, GoForItRadio.com, excuse me. Also, at iHeart.com. So a lot of different places where you can listen to this great show. Great show lined up for you today. I expect you to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. And obviously, he's excited. He's happy. He's dancing in the streets. Maybe not literally, but he's dancing. He's happy. He's excited because this Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. They have made it to the Super Bowl for the first time in 50 years. A long, a long, and a long time ago. But he's happy. He's excited. And obviously the 49ers are back into this play uh, Super Bowl. It's been a long time for them as well. Chiefs, 49ers, the Joe Montana Bowl. I guess, maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, we're going to talk to Willie about that. And we look at championship weekend, and we look at what transpired. You know, we look at the Tennessee Titans and – they got up early on that Kansas City team. They got up early, and at one point, they were up 17-7. to Travis, I mean, not Travis, Derrick Henry was making his plays. Not like he was against other teams, but he was doing what he has done throughout the course of these playoffs. Tannehill was making some plays, and the Tennessee Titans defense started out fairly well. And they got out 17-7 and had some control of that football game. But just like this Kansas City team did against 51-31 to that victory against the Texans, just like they did in that game against the Texans, they stepped up. Their offense stepped up. Their offense just went crazy, went bananas against the Texans, and they didn't go, you know, as crazy against the Titans, but they did their thing. Patrick Mahomes made his plays, and the Tennessee Titans went on home. They fought. They fought hard. And if you're the Tennessee Titans, you got to be excited about the season that you had. You had a successful season. The season for the Titans was a success. No one expected the Titans to go into Foxborough and beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. No one expected Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and the Tennessee Titans to go into Baltimore and beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And not many expected them to go into Kansas City and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I said last week 
And I got a feeling, I got a belief, I got an idea and an opinion. I believe at this point, when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, I think it's their time. I think it's their year. Just the way things kind of shook out for them. Because you look at it from this standpoint, how you look at the Patriots and how the Patriots lost to the Dolphins in the last week of the season. That loss opened the door for the Chiefs to have home field advantage in the divisional round and ultimately, which led to home field advantage in the, at the, in the NFC Championship game. So basically, that loss by the Patriots opened the door for the Chiefs to essentially have home field advantage throughout the way things shook out for them. So they didn't have to leave the, the comfortable confines of Arrowhead Stadium. They didn't have to leave it. They didn't have to go nowhere. And last year, yes, they had a home game. Yes, they had the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. But the reality is they weren't able to finish it. Last year, defensively, the Kansas City Chiefs were a mess. They were a mess defensively. And that offense carried them all the way through. That offense carries them to their big-time record and basically almost got them the victory if it wasn't for D4 going off sides in that particular game. Again, it's not all on D4, but ironically enough, not only are the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but D4 is back in the Super Bowl with well, not back, but he is in the Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers. So things, in a lot of ways, worked out for him in that particular situation. But if you look at this, that football game last year, the Chiefs were all so close. But defensively, they couldn't stop anyone or anybody. We look at this particular game, and we look at what they did and how they were able to get to the Super Bowl, they needed big-time defense to shut down Derrick Henry. They needed that defense to shut down Derrick Henry in that second half, and that was huge. That was huge because Derrick Henry always repped it up in that second half. In those second halves, he repped it up against the Ravens. He repped it up against the Patriots. But he couldn't get it done against the Kansas City Chiefs defense, the improved Kansas City Chiefs defense, a defense that helped this football team get to Super Bowl 54. Kudos to that defense. Kudos to Steve Spagnuolo and that defense. But it all came down in reality to Patrick Mahomes. And I think in a lot of ways, we forgot how good he is. We forgot that this is the dude that threw for 50 touchdowns last season. We forgot that this is the dude in the regular season that threw 26 touchdowns and only had five picks. We forgot that this is the dude that can move a little bit, can move around a little bit, can use his legs effectively. Now, he usually uses his legs to keep plays alive so he can get the ball down the field. But in these playoffs, Patrick Mahomes has used his legs to run. And he, that 27-yard run, against the Titans near the end of that first half that put the Chiefs in the lead, that was big time. That was big time. And you, it, it looked uh, it looked like he was going to run out of bounds. It appeared that he was going to run out of bounds. He didn't. He took right, went right down that sideline, cut back inside, used a little bit of his strength, and he got into the end zone. 
But we forgot a lot of things about Patrick Mahomes. We got caught up in Lamar Jackson, and rightfully so, because his numbers were ridiculous. 36 touchdowns, only six interceptions, over 1,000 yards rushing. His numbers were ridiculous. So it's understandable with those ridiculous numbers that we forgot about Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson made us forget about Patrick Mahomes. Maybe that's just the way he wanted it. Because these playoffs are about Patrick Mahomes and his ability to make plays not only with his arm, but with his legs, with his feet. And he leads the Kansas City Chiefs in rushing in these playoffs with 106 yards. So he's doing his job. He's doing what he has to do to put his team in position to win. And again, I I look at this football team last year, and I thought the Kansas City Chiefs were better than the Patriots, and I, I thought they were going to beat the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I really did. But you, anytime your defense, and, and their defense was bad last year, they were really, as good as their offense was, their defense was equally bad. It is very difficult when your defense can't stop no one. And, and they weren't stopping anybody last season. And in these playoffs, it's changed. They're stopping people. They're making plays. They're doing what they need to do to have the success that this team wants. Now Andy Reid has an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. Has an opportunity his second time in the Super Bowl. Last time he was there, he was there with Donovan McNabb, Terrell Owens, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Last time he was there, I watched that game, and I watched that game long, hard, and close. That was a game I thought the Philadelphia Eagles outplayed the Patriots in that Super Bowl. And that was a, that was a Super Bowl that I really didn't get over as an Eagles fan until the Eagles uh, a few years back beat the Patriots in that beautiful Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52. That's when I finally was able to get over what happened in that Super Bowl with Brady and Belichick and McNabb and and, and T.O., Andy Reid and the Philadelphia Eagles. That win by the Eagles in Super Bowl 52 finally allowed me to be able to comfortably watch that particular Super Bowl with McNabb and Brady. I was able to finally watch it. And, and, And I did watch it before, but I wasn't comfortable. I was I was uneasy. I was I just wasn't feeling right. I I felt queasy watching that particular game. That was then. But after twenty, uh, after Nick Foles and, and and the Philadelphia Eagles worked that Philly special and that Philly magic in Super Bowl Fifty Two. I was finally able to comfortably watch that particular Super Bowl. Now we look at what happens now. This Kansas City Chiefs has, they have all the makings of a football team that could do it, that could win it all. it, It just seems to be their year. It just seems to be their year. We'll see if that truly is the case. And I look at who they're playing, the San Francisco 49ers. And they won their game totally different than the way the Chiefs won their game. They used Mostert. Jimmy G pretty much had the game off. He was just handing the football off, pitching the football. He was just maxing, relaxing. And just chilling in some respect. Obviously, he wasn't literally chilling. But Jimmy G 
a la Ryan Tannehill at times in these playoffs, didn't have to do much. Pitch, handoff, and watch. That's all you had to do. Pitch, handoff, and watch. Threw the ball eight times. That's it. Eight times. He only had to throw the ball eight times. And any time you let a team rush for 285 yards like the Green Bay Packers did, you're not going to win a football game. You're not going to win in the NFL when you give up that type of yardage on the ground. It's just not winning football. That's not winning football. And the Packers throughout the course of this season, have struggled in stop in terms of stopping the run. They struggle big time. And they, you, you can't, you have no shot. You have no shot. It's demoralizing. It's debilitating. It's frustrating when you're letting Mostert and, and those 49ers running backs have their way. I mean, Mostert ran it 29 times for 220 yards, four touchdowns. So Mostert had an easy, you know, Mostert made it easy for the 49ers. Obviously, credit goes to that offensive line who moved guys out the way. But Mostert and that 49ers run game, man, they had it. They had a beautiful day. And I thought coming into this game, Aaron Rodgers needed to be quote-unquote Jordan-like. He needed to be extra special. And obviously we know he he has it in him. He needed to be that guy. But Aaron Rodgers, he can't play defense. I mean, Aaron Rodgers easily could have been Jordan-like and they still lose that game. Because they got down 27 and nothing. Because they gave up 285 rushing yards. And maybe they don't get down 27 and nothing if Aaron Rodgers is Jordan-like. But, again, when you give up that those type of yards, that type of yardage on the ground, it's difficult. It's difficult to win in this league. It's difficult to win in the NFL. And and it's difficult to win against a team because once you hit the playoffs, the teams become a lot, you know, more evenly matched. So a turnover here, a turnover there can change the fortunes of a football game. And that's even in a regular season as well. But more so in the playoffs because the, the, the talent level is a lot closer. And in these playoffs, when you have a defense like the Green Bay Packers defense that gives up 285 yards, it's impossible to win. It's impossible. And the thing about it is San Francisco manhandled Green Bay in the regular season, and they did the same in the playoffs. Manhandled this football team. Outscored, 49ers outscored the Packers, including talking about the regular season and that playoff game as well, 74 to 28. So in terms of matchups, the 49ers match up very well against the Green Bay Packers. The 49ers were better than the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers in that first game threw for 104 yards, his worst performance of the season. And though he threw for 326 yards, did have two interceptions in the playoffs, And, again, he started a little too little, too late. Green Bay made a little bit of a – you know, made it a little bit of a game late. But they couldn't stop Mostert. They couldn't stop that running game. And so we head to the Super Bowl now. Super Bowl 51. A great offense against a very good San Francisco defense. That defense that was number two 
in the NFL during the regular season, a defense that gets after the quarterback. It's going to be interesting. And in some respects, it's similar to what we saw with the Titans and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Though I will say, San Francisco's defense is better than Tennessee's. I will say that. But I will say, if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you want Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, to have to beat you. And and he's made plays throughout the course of this regular season. He's went into New Orleans and put up huge numbers and beaten the Saints. He's done his job in this regular season. But he is a guy that is a little prone to turnovers. You can turn him over. So you have an opportunity, if you can get him to put the ball in the air consistently, if you can get him to put that ball in the air, you have an opportunity. You have a chance. You want Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo to put the ball in the air. You don't want Moser to go crazy, which he is very capable of. You don't want that to happen. So if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, just like against the Tennessee Titans, you want to do what you got to do, and you want to shut out and shut down that run game. You know, when it comes to the NFL, winning obviously is a very difficult thing to do. But the one thing that as a defense that you must do, you must stop the run. You must limit the run game. You know, we can, the NFL is pass happy. It's a pass happy league. And so a lot of quarterbacks and a lot of teams are slinging that rock. They're slinging it. But, but, even with that being said, we look at two of the four teams that were in the championship game. Tennessee Titans did it the old-fashioned way. San Francisco 49ers did it the old-fashioned way. They ran it. And they had a lot, lot of success running the football. Titans were able to make it to the AFC Championship game because of, of the success of Derrick Henry. 49ers were able to make it to the NFC Championship game and into the Super Bowl because of the success of Raheem Moser. So both of those teams won it the old-fashioned way. And and you look at the Super Bowl, and you remember a few years back we had the Broncos and the Panthers in the Super Bowl. I believe that was Super Bowl 50. And in that particular Super Bowl, right, the Carolina Panthers came in there riding hot, riding Cam Newton, who had an MVP season, and that offense, who who put up big-time points and big-time numbers, during that particular season. And going into that Super Bowl, the thought was the Carolina Panthers had the best football team go, you know, throughout the whole season, and that Cam Newton and that offense was going to be successful and was going to continue to put up points. And then you look at that Broncos team that particular season, Peyton Manning in his final season wasn't very good in those playoffs and wasn't all that great in the Super Bowl. What happened in the Super Bowl was that Carolina Panthers offense was overwhelmed by that Denver Broncos defense, Vaughn Miller and those boys. They overwhelmed that Carolina offense. I don't know if, well, the 49ers have a very good defense. And they, they do have the capability of mauling you. They do have the capabilities of locking you down. 
But I look at this Chiefs offense, and I look at Patrick Mahomes, and I look how that offense, you get the sense that offense just overwhelms you. They just ultimately overwhelm you. They overwhelmed the Houston Texans over time. Started slow, but they just overwhelmed them. Same thing with the Titans. Started slow, and then they just overwhelmed the Tennessee Titans. That offense, with all those playmakers, Hardman and Tyreek Hill, Damian Williams, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, I'm Patrick Mahomes. All those playmakers, it becomes a, a, a difficult proposition to shut that offense down. It becomes difficult because of that offensive ability to put up points. Patrick Mahomes is playing at an elite level right now. Excuse me. Patrick Mahomes is playing like he did a year ago. So with Patrick Mahomes playing the way he's playing in all that speed, and there's a lot of it. And the one thing we know about speed, speed kills. Speed kills. So Kansas City, they overwhelm you with that team speed. That offense is difficult to stop. And at this point, I really honestly, truly believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are destiny's child. I think it's time. It's their time. This is going, and and just looking back, as good as Patrick Mahomes is, obviously you you can see this team having a shot to go to the Super Bowl, you know, for the next few years. But I'm just thinking, and I can't predict the future, and I don't know what the future holds, but I'm looking at this football team, and I'm thinking, this might be their best chance. This might be their best opportunity. It's so difficult to get to the Super Bowl. It's so difficult to get to this point. This is hard to do. And they've gotten, you know, AFC Championship game last year and the Super Bowl this year. At some point, at some time, you've got to break through. And, again, I don't know what the future holds. But obviously, looking at how Patrick Mahomes is playing and how he's played, uh, you would think this is not going to be the last time. But many moons ago, Dan Marino, what, first year, led the Dolphins to the Super Bowl, never got back. So the reality is Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team, again, we don't know the future. The future does look bright, but I think this might be their best chance. And I can't predict the future, but this might be their best chance to win a Super Bowl. We're going to bring in a guy now, former Kansas City Chiefs star, Saints star, and Hall of Famer, Willie Rowe. Willie. Paul, thank you for having me. Well, Paul, Paul, let's not act like... This is the same situation as Dan Marino. He's got a lot of young talent around him. He's got a good coach. He's got a good nucleus. They're going to add pieces to it. There will be competition with Lamar, with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, some of these teams. But we're coming to an end of an era with the Patriots, who dominated uh, the last two decades almost. So this is going to be a new, it's a new sheriff in town. And I think Kansas City is going to be right there in the thick of things for a while, as long as they can keep the, those those weapons around. And Mahomes gives them a contract that helps them with the cap. They can keep players around. Yeah, you would think this won't be the last time, but you never know. You never know what the future holds. But I would agree, this team will be back at this point. 
you know, in the next few years again. So we'll definitely, I definitely agree with that. But looking at this Chiefs team, looking at Patrick Mahomes and how he's playing, I mean, that offense just overwhelms you. It overwhelms the Houston Texans. It overwhelms the Tennessee Titans. And obviously the 49ers have a very good defense, but it's going to be very difficult to stop this offense the way they're playing right now. It's going to be it's going to be difficult to stop the offense if the Chiefs front five can block the, the, the San Francisco 49ers front four, and if they can block them without keeping somebody in the box. Remember, the Chiefs want to spread you out, Paul. They want to get the extra to back out, and they want to get the four four wideouts and get the guy on the slot. So it's going to be important for them to be able to block the 49ers front four with the five guys up front, not keep some guy in there chipping, so they can so they can spread you out. So looking at that game, looking at the Titans and the Chiefs game, when the Titans went up 17 to 7, there in that second quarter, was a part of you a little afraid of how that game was going? It was. It was afraid. I was afraid, but but I realized, you know, I thought, you know, they would figure it out again. And as I know, Mahomes reminds me of of, of, Tom, of uh, Tiger Woods. He he gets better as the game goes on. I was happy to see how they turned it around. And when they when they figured it out and got it going, when they got back in that game and they went up twenty one seventeen, I know it was going to be over. When he made that run, when when Patrick Mahomes made that run and scored that touchdown before the half, when he when he took off out there and was went real slow and they took off on the guy, you know he he he, he made him he, he he tricked him. When he made that touchdown run, I know I know it was probably a wrap for that game. And, and you look at that run. I talked about that run. It seemed like Mahomes was going out of bounds. It's like he was going to go out of bounds turned it upfield, and the rest is history. You think, in a lot of ways, we know this guy is elusive. He has scrambling ability. I think people forgot about his scrambling ability because he's not a guy like a Lamar Jackson that's going to scramble, you know, for yardage. This is a guy that's going to try to scramble to keep the play alive so he can get the ball down the field. Do you like seeing Patrick Mahomes running the way he's running right now? I, I like it the way he does it. He, you know, in the first half they bottled him up early, uh, uh, and bottled him up, and he and then tried to bottle him up. As the game progresses and he reads the defense, he knows when to take off and he knows when to do it. San Francisco is going to have to keep a spy on him uh, and and, uh, and and see what they can do with him. But it's going to be a real chess match between these great coordinators. You're looking at Andy and, and Bamley. You're looking at Spagnolia. You're looking at Shanahan. It's going to be a chess match to see who can, as the game goes on, who can pick, figure out the mismatches and who can take advantage of who and make the plays to get this, get this, get this, get this win. Can the can the Chiefs slow down the running game of the 49ers too? Because that sets up everything for them and make Garoppolo play a bigger role. That's going to be important too. Is the Chiefs defense getting out there and slowing Garoppolo, slowing the running game down? Is it in some respect similar to? The Chiefs and the Titans matchup from the standpoint, San Francisco, if they're running the ball and, you know, they had a lot of success running the ball against the Green Bay Packers, 285 yards on the ground. I don't think they'll do that against the Kansas City Chiefs. But is it almost similar to the matchup that the Chiefs had with the Titans in terms of, you know, having to stop that running game? I think it is a similar matchup, but I think the uh, 49ers have better weapons. I think they have better weapons at receiver. I think they have. I think offensively they're they're a little more explosive than the Titans. I don't think the Titans are explosive as the Forty ers were. They can, they have guys that can make big plays on you, and the Titans were a grounded out type football game. So football team. So I think it's going to be a a bigger task to slow down those Forty ers than it was the Titans in the aspect of that. Now if they can slow the running game down like they did against the Titans and force them to throw the ball, then I really give them the advantage to the Chiefs to get this done. Yeah, you talk about Kittle, you talk about Debo Samuel, so they definitely have more playmakers than I think the Tennessee Titans had. But again, it's similar from the standpoint, you want, just like you want Tannehill to have to beat you, you want Jimmy G to have to beat you, and we'll see if he can do it. And he has done it at points in his regular season. Obviously, it's a team that won 13 games. But we'll see, as the stage gets even bigger, if he can rise to the occasion. 
We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. So, Willie, obviously it's a week away. Are you feeling confident that your Chiefs can get this, get it done? I'm 60-40 feeling confident that the Chiefs can get it done. I give the advantage because of the quarterback, because I think Mahomes can adjust and make plays. So I'm giving the, I'm giving the Chiefs right now a 60-40 edge because I think the offensive line is playing great. Well, Jack played great. Fisher has been playing good as the season went on. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited about uh, uh, the Chiefs being able to spread them out and giving them two weeks to prepare and the rehab experience. This is Kyle Shanahan's a younger coach. Reed's been there a lot of times. Paul, I think that's going to play into his advantage. But it's ultimately up to the players. Spagnolia has been there a lot of times. And, and for the New England, for, the, for them knocked off the Patriots with that, with that team that was undefeated all the way through to the Super Bowl and beat them. So I give the coaching experience to the Chiefs as well going into this game. So, obviously, this is going to be a huge game. And obviously, this is a huge moment for you on some level as a, you know, Kansas City Chiefs player. And you look at the Chiefs had a lot of disappointments over the years in terms of getting to, the, to, the, to this point, getting to the Super Bowl, obviously 50 years since they've been to this point. How did it feel for you to see this football team get to the Super Bowl? How excited were you when they won that football game last night? Man, Paul, I was so excited. I was jumping around, especially when he made that running play, and I knew that was – and when to see the kid Mahomes, the way he played, that attitude, when when I say Tom Brady, I say I mean the work ethic. He's a, a way better athlete than Tom Brady. He can throw it, but I'm saying the way he wants to be the best, the way he prepares, the way he stays up there and gets there before everybody and after everybody. When I say I'm preparing with Tom Brady, I'm talking about his work ethic and his commitment. And when you have a guy that has that commitment to to his craft like that, he holds everybody accountable. So you have coordinators and everybody else. But Mahomes, if he, the way he is, he's like a coach too. If you want to come in there, you want you have to respect him and show respect to him too, because Mahomes can can keep you there or not be there if you're not doing what you need to be doing. So when I say I'm comparing with Tom Brady, because Tom Brady is like another coach on the field that, that demands a lot of respect when from the players on and off the field as well. So uh, I'm excited about them, and I'm excited about excited about what the the, the uh, the uh, prospects they have to get the first Super Bowl in 50 years. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, if we look at Patrick Mahomes' skill set, his talent level. We look at Tom Brady's skill set and talent level. Can we make the argument that Patrick Mahomes is more talented than Tom Brady? He's a more talented athlete than Tom Brady. He's a more talented player. Tom Brady has the most competitive will to win. Tom Brady wasn't the, wasn't the fastest. He wasn't the best at the combine. He wasn't the best when they, you know, they showed him taking the shirt off. Tom Brady had the most will to win of anybody. And when you put a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who does have the talent level, but he has that will to win, that takes him to another level. I mean, his will to win, his competitive nature is up there with Tom Brady, but he's a way better athlete too. Okay. We're talking to Hall of Famer. Willie Rowe. So, Willie, today, Eli Manning called it quits after 16 seasons. Eli, two Super Bowl titles, two Super Bowl MVPs. A guy, you know, made some things happen. Struggled the past few seasons. His career, in a lot of ways, is an up-and-down situation in some respect. But at the end of the day, he has two rings. How would you remember? How do you remember Eli Manning? Eli Manning was a great player. He stepped up big, big in the uh, in the big games, in the playoffs, in the two Super Bowl wins he won against the best team in uh, in NFL history, arguably over the last twenty years, the best franchise in NFL history with six rings. So for him to knock off Tom Brady, for him to knock off that undefeated team, and that, on that run. I, I I rank him up there with the, with the with the best of the guys that do it. I'm a little biased because he's from New Orleans also. So uh, I would I would say that uh, Eli Manning is a Hall of Fame player because of what he did, his family, his family, and the way he conducted himself all on and off the field. And uh, and he was he was a he was a class act. I would agree. 
I think Eli is a Hall of Famer. I, I know, you know, we could argue in terms of his overall record. I believe he's 500 or maybe one game over 500 overall as a starter. I, I know he's had his moments where, you know, he's been turnover prone and everything. But two Super Bowl rings, two Super Bowl MVPs. He's made a lot of plays in big moments at big times. I'm not saying Eli Manning is the first ballot Hall of Famer, but Eli Manning is a Hall no, of Famer, no, no doubt about it. I totally agree. So, Antonio Brown, you know, he had another run-in, had another situation. A lot of things going on with Antonio Brown. Right now, he's out on bail, you know, paid his bail 100000 for felony burglary and a battery charge. A lot going on with Antonio Brown. You know, it's it's a sad and unfortunate situation to see a guy with his talent level, you know, just go through all these different things. It's it's very clear, it's very obvious that through his behavior, Antonio Brown is asking for help because it's, it's just his behavior is erratic. It's all over the place. And, and sadly, in a scary way, if he continues down this path, something tragic could happen. Because he's got to rein it in. He's just doing things that are just awful. Your thoughts on that? Well, the problem is, Paul, when you when you have issues, and I think he has issues from football and from all the hits he has, and you combine that with a kid that's doing drugs as well, you have a toxic combination. And I don't know what kind of drugs he's using. But obviously, he, he, he's all over the place. He's doing some type of drugs. So when you when you start acting erratic, and you remember this, Paul, when he was doing Dancing with the Stars and all that, Antonio Brown was the most one, one of the most beloved, excuse me, beloved figures in the NFL. He was one of the most favorite guys of the NFL just a few years ago when he was doing all the stuff. They loved him on TV. They put him on the mask. They put him everywhere. And I'm saying, I'm saying he went from that to this. It was just a few years ago. They loved him. They loved him in Pittsburgh and everything. So you see how quick it can turn around and things can happen. And uh, and and that's that's what happened to him. I mean, it's it's sad. And uh, I think I think he has problems dealing with uh, stuff with his personal life that's out of control. And 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 with his with the football side of it, you know. And I was having kids at a young age, Paul. You have to get your personal life in order. Because eventually it affects you on the football field, and we see that happening. And he doesn't know how to deal with that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, it's, it's a sad situation, and and the things that he's doing right now are just erratic, irrational. He needs to be shut down, sat down, and and, and just you know some kind of mental health, some kind of mental facility to get the help that he needs. He needs a lot of it. And hopefully he can get the help that he needs. It's just sad. It's just a sad situation with a guy with his talent level. It's just, it's sad. It's it's just a sad situation. And, and to your point, I know you said last week. You know, people really, truly, you know, if they're prayers and they believe in prayer and the power of prayer, they probably need to pray for Antonio Brown. Look at Delonte West. If, if, if I'm LeBron James and these guys, and you play with Delonte West, and you see this man out here struggling like this, as much money as these NBA players have, get this man up off the street corner and put this man somewhere where he can get some help. I shouldn't be looking on a video and seeing Delonte West getting beat up on the street out there living like he's living with as much money as these NBA boys have that played with him and knew him. Please, somebody, go out and help him. For sure. Definitely, he needs a lot of help. That that video, you know, you talk about that video with Delonte West. I couldn't even watch it. I, I barely could watch. This is disturbing, Paul. Yeah, it was it was too much. It was too disturbing to watch when you see the guy, you know, where he was and and where he is at now. It was just too much. Couldn't watch it really. That was just sad to see. And to your point, we hope the man can get the help that he needs moving forward. Real quick. Pro Bowls this weekend. You played in the Pro Bowl. I look at the Pro Bowl. It's a difficult game to make exciting. I don't think it could ever be exciting because of the nature of football. 
We look at basketball. Obviously, guys can play basketball, and you know, you can go up and down the court, dunk the ball, things of that nature, and, and play that particular game and have a level of excitement. Football, you can't, you can't do that. It's just the way the nature of the game is. Can the Pro Bowl ever be exciting? I, I don't think it can. I don't. I don't think anymore can because the guys are making too much money and they don't want to get hurt. So they're gonna they're gonna do it a certain certain level. And I remember when I played in one of them last Pro Bowls, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Simeon Rice came up to me in the lobby at the hotel at the Elani in 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 in, in, um, in uh, Hawaii, and he told me, Willie, my shoulders bothering me. I gotta have a shoulder surgery. I'm, 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 you know, I gotta get a new contract. I said, okay, don't get out there and don't, don't do anything crazy, and I'm good. So, you know, if a guy tells me he's hurting and he's trying to get, get his money, I'm not going to go out to the Pro Bowl and play hard against the guy, and, you know, because, you know, guys, guys are trying to get get money, and, and we get a little money in the Pro Bowl, but not compared to what a guy's going to get on a new contract. So, you know, me and Simmons did what we had to do to get through that game, but, you know, I'm not going to go hard at the guy over there when uh, when, it, when, it, when it's not it – doesn't, it doesn't matter like that. Right. Definitely. So, Willie – Appreciate you stopping by. You're going to be at Super Bowl 54. Are you going to be at the game? No, you know, the Chiefs haven't called me and invited me. The tickets are good and real high. They got a lot of fresh blood in there, Paul. They're talking about $9,000 a piece right now. So I'm going there and I'm trying to make some money. I'm not trying to give it away, Paul. So I'll be doing some appearances. <laughs> but I will be in town. I be, will be rooting for them. I will be uh, having some events and getting to see some guys, but I won't be going to that. Yeah, $9,000. That's a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. Nose please. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Paul. It's all right. Hall of Famer, Willie Rofe, and, you know, Super Bowl 54, $9,000 for some nosebleed seats. I can't afford that. And, and I don't – there's not many out here that can afford that. It just—that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to have lying around to watch a football game. Man, that's a lot of money. And if you have it, congratulations. Because I don't. I don't. And I'll be honest with you. It's—it's better watching the game on TV anyway. It's better. So much better. So, I'm not going to give away my money, and I don't blame Willie Rowe for giving the one to give away his money either, because here's the reality of the situation. That's a lot of money. And money, like, don't grow on trees, obviously. So nine grand is a lot of money to to watch a football game, and I would never do that, never. But hey, some people want to go and 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 you know have a an experience, and so I, I don't I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. But it's a lot of money. But Willie Rowe, his Kansas City Chiefs will be there. He obviously will be there on some level in and around Miami, Florida, you know, as he says, to, you know, maybe make make a little money. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. So, Zion Williamson. It's a long time since we, we saw Zion Williamson. We saw him in the preseason, and we saw a guy – who made plays, who was exciting, who, you know, put up big-time numbers in the preseason. But it is the preseason. And now we see him finally making his debut, 17 points in the fourth quarter. 17 points in that fourth quarter. And – he was making threes, you know, and that 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 jump shot, that 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 form on that jump shot, mm, mm, mm. that jump shot looks ugly. Coming out of his hands, 
that jump shot is not very pretty. It looks ugly. But, as we saw, it was effective. It, it was effective. It was ugly, but it was effective. It, it was a guy who was, you know, confident on some level. He was feeling it. He was feeling it. He was putting up numbers. 17 in that fourth quarter. 22 for the game. On a minutes restriction. Had to go out with about five minutes to go. If he stays in that game, maybe. Just maybe. The Pelicans win that football game. Not football. I got football on my mind. Win that basketball game. But they did not. But, you know, here's the thing. Zion being back is great. You know, we the Pelicans got a lot of national TV games because of Zion and his abilities. Zion moves the needle. He moves the needle. Now, obviously, at this point, we look at, That Pelicans basketball team, they started slow. Started real slow. But right now, you know, they're they're there in terms of the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying they make the playoffs, but they're there. They're in striking distance. Four games out. A lot of basketball to be played. Zion Williamson is back. This Pelicans basketball team is playing well. They got a favorable schedule. The last few, you know, they're at, what, last 30 games? 30-some-odd games, I should say. They got a favorable situation. Maybe, just maybe, they can sneak up into the playoffs. Four games behind the San Antonio Spurs. It's possible. It's possible. And, and, at one point, you were looking at this Pelicans basketball team and you were saying to yourself, this team is probably lottery bound. But then they started to play well. They started to play better. And now to get Zion back is another boost for this basketball team. Brandon Ingram has been playing well for this basketball team. Ingram is playing well. And he's going to earn himself a pretty decent contract the way he's putting that ball in the basket for the New Orleans Pelicans. He's smooth. He's the guy that we thought he would be coming out of Duke. He's putting up points. He's putting up some points right now, averaging 25 points a night. So he's putting up some decent numbers for this Pelicans basketball team and has this team, one of the reasons this team was able to turn things around after a very, very slow start. Awful start. Pelicans got off to an awful start. But they were able to turn things around. And Brandon Ingram is one of the reasons they were able to turn this thing around. Obviously, injuries hit this team hard. Derek Favors missed some time. Zion. But they went on a 13-game losing streak. 13 games. It's a lot of games to lose in a row. But even with all those losses, they are now in striking distance. They are in striking distance. And, again, if they can turn some things around and and continue to turn this thing around, this basketball team will, can, get to the playoffs. We'll see what happens. But we do know that this Pelicans basketball team playing some big-time basketball right now, better basketball, and now are in position to possibly get to the playoffs, which is a great thing. It would be a great thing to have another star like Zion. Zion moves the needle. He moves the needle. I mean, people are talking – about the Pelicans. There's a reason the league 
put the Pelicans on national TV all this time, all these times. There was a, there's a reason, you know, that the, that the Pelicans were on national TV a lot. There was a reason that January 22nd's game was televised on national TV. There's a reason. Zion Williamson. There was a reason that the Pelicans played on Christmas night. Which all, you know, all the marquee names and stars play on Christmas night, Christmas day. There was a reason the Pelicans were on that Christmas day slate. It was because Lonzo Ball? No, no, Drew Holiday? Oh, no, no, J.J. Reddick. No, Derek Favors. Uh-uh. Zion and his ability, he just dunks everything with, with, with force and passion and just aggressiveness. But I, I heard Charles Barkley say something recently, maybe a few weeks ago, about Zion. Barkley said, you know what? Zion almost, he almost goes too hard. He almost dunks the ball too hard. Because you can't dunk everything. And when you, you do dunk it, you can't dunk it always so hard with so much force. You don't have to do that. And Barkley, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he, he, he said something similar to that. And it's interesting. Very, it's very interesting. But Zion moves the needle. He moves that needle. And we'll see what happens moving forward with this Pelicans basketball team. But I think there has to be excitement for any Pelicans fan. There has to be excitement for the NBA. And I think it would be in the best interest. For, uh, the NBA would love to see Zion Williamson and the Pelicans go up against LeBron James and the Lakers in the first round. That, that, that would be crazy. That would be incredible for the league in terms of ratings. LeBron, you know, the the – the, the head of this league, the, the guy who's the best player in this league, the guy, LeBron James is the NBA. He's not the NBA, but LeBron James is, the, is arguably the best player in the NBA. But he's on the other – he's not – he's still playing at an elite level, but he's older, 34 years old. Get over Him against Zion, a guy, the, the, the heir apparent, if you will, the next big thing. In the NBA, those two clashing would be great. That would be great. And it would be good to see that particular situation happen. And we hope that we see that again. We, we we not again, but we hope we see it. We hope we see it in the playoffs. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. It would be a Raiders ratings hit for the NBA. I want to thank Willie Rowe for stopping by. You can listen to this show and other great shows. BlogTalkRadio.com/slash/pgan. Also, go for Radio.com where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Follow us on Twitter at GoForItGan. Like us on Facebook at GoForItRadio. And support all the great things going on with Go For It Radio. Everybody here at Go For It. We hope you have a great weekend. We hope that you enjoyed this show. And we hope you'll listen again sometime in the future. How about next week? See you later. Take care. Bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.